This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com. Welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Betty Chen. The man accused of opening fire on a Taiwanese church congregation in the U.S. state of California has been charged with first-degree murder and five counts of attempted murder. Police say the 68-year-old Taiwanese-American was driven by a hatred for Taiwanese people. The shooting has triggered a wave of condemnation and has led to questions about politics and identity both here and in Taiwanese communities abroad. Rick Glowert reports. A community mourns John Chang, a Taiwanese-American doctor who was shot dead in an attack on a church in California. Um, Dr. Chang was my husband's primary care doctor. He's seen me, he's seen um, my mother-in-law, he's seen our kids. Um, and I just felt it was important to pay respects um, to him and to the folks in his practice who are grieving today. On Sunday, a man opened fire on the members of the Irvine Taiwanese Presbyterian Church during a post-service luncheon, killing Cheng and injuring five others. The accused shooter, 68-year-old David Cho, has been charged with murder, attempted murder and use of a destructive device. The state prosecutor is seeking the death penalty. I think the intent in my mind was very clear, what was going to happen. And the explosive devices... Um, really, really scare me about what could have happened if the plan had been carried out as I think it was intended. The motive flagged by U.S. police is a hatred of Taiwanese, although Cho himself was born in Taiwan in the 1950s. The case has left Taiwan in shock. The shooting and the motive behind it strike at the heart of Taiwan politics and identity. Neighboring China insists Taiwan is part of its territory and has ramped up threats to take the country by force. Local news in Taiwan reports Chou was connected to groups pushing for unification between China and Taiwan. On Wednesday, a member of the independence-leaning ruling party, the Democratic Progressive Party, or DPP, spoke out against rising political extremism. Taiwan society is divided. The younger generations are increasingly identifying as Taiwanese rather than Chinese. But many people here still see Taiwan and China as one nation particularly those who can trace their roots to the people who fled from China to Taiwan during the Chinese Civil War in the middle of the last century. Reports suggest Chou has this heritage. Zheng Zhengqian is a lawmaker with Taiwan's major opposition party, the Kuomintang, which still favours closer ties with China. Independence and the relationship with China have long been an issue for Taiwanese communities abroad, made more difficult in the information age. Dr. John Cheng's violent death has rocked a small immigrant community in the United States. But for Taiwanese at home and abroad, it's also brought out difficult questions about national identity. Karma Xu and Rick Glowert for Taiwan Plus. Taiwan Plus's Rick Glowert spoke to Leona Chen, editor-in-chief of TaiwaneseAmerican.org, based in California. He began by asking her how the Taiwanese-American community has reacted to the shooting. I think among Taiwanese Americans, there is a lot of grief and shock at the moment. And I 
I guess that that manifests in a couple different ways. I think in a broad sense, the violence is agonizing, even without detailed analysis of the shooter and why he targeted a Presbyterian church with a mostly elderly congregation. There's there's no politics or background that prevents you from sharing in that very human grief of vulnerable people in what is supposed to be a safe space um, being harmed with this kind of violence. I think a deeper layer of grief exists among those who recognize the significance of their Presbyterian church, where functionally pro-democracy aspirations could exist, but they were also informed and given hope by this theology of liberation. Um, There are instances of Christian missionaries in Taiwan keeping pro-democracy activists safe when they were wanted for execution or questioning by the Chinese nationalist government. And I think the specificity with which David Cho, the shooter, chose that target is, is very chilling. What conversations about Taiwanese identity has the incident sparked? We often talk about Taiwanese identity facing a violent erasure institutionally, diplomatically, in big and small ways. And this was unfortunately a very literal example of that. Taiwanese identity is daily conflated with Chinese identity, either by people who will collapse the differences out of convenience or disregard for the very different experiences of Chinese and Taiwanese, or more powerfully as part of the PRC's willful erasure of Taiwanese sovereignty and identity and self-determination. Taiwanese identity is a hugely politicized construction because claiming it or evoking it as a truth threatens the PRC's fiction that we are all Chinese. What tension in the Taiwanese identity and particularly in Taiwanese politics in the country has this shooting revealed? I think the shooting has revealed that the immigrating generation has not let go of a lot of the very legitimate and valid conflicts and resentments that they experienced while they were in Taiwan or that their parents experienced while they were in Taiwan. It it meets this moment in in the sort of vacuum where misinformation and loneliness and isolation compound these frustrations. And that's, I think, what this shooting was an example of. Taiwan has completed test flights for its newest military drone, which is called the Cloud Rider. The drone is being developed by the country's top weapons manufacturer and is being modified as details emerge from Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Jaime Okan explains. This is Taiwan's newest military drone. For the past two weeks, the country has been testing it off the southeastern coast of the island. It's expected to play a valuable role in monitoring the activity of the Chinese military, or PLA. Parallels are being drawn between the war in Ukraine and what Taiwan could face in the future if China invades. Taiwan's more powerful and giant neighbor claims sovereignty over the island and has not ruled out taking it by force. Taiwan has similar military hardware to Ukraine and is watching closely how the Eastern European country is using its weapons to fend off its much larger and more resourced neighbor, Russia. As these drones are expected to enter service soon, Taiwan hopes that this new technology will add to its overall defense capability. Damon Lin and Jaime Okan for Taiwan Plus. The first stage of Taiwan's annual military exercises is underway this week amid rising tensions in the Taiwan Strait.
This year's drills are designed to test the island's asymmetric warfare strategy in the event of an attack from China. The defense ministry says the training will be informed by lessons taken from the war in Ukraine. To discuss this, our reporter in Kavak spoke to Liang Zhi Evans Chen, an associate research fellow at Taiwan's government-funded Institute for National Defense and Security Research, or INDSR. Uh, regarding the uh, asymmetric warfare, Taiwan can uh, pick up the experience of the war in Ukraine to use its a small size but very mobile military to attack uh, China's uh, big, large-scale like uh, naval vessels and uh, uh, armies. So look at the case of Ukraine. I think the Stinger uh, missile uh, attack system is quite useful to attack uh, Russians' uh, tanks in the battlefield. I also hear that the Ukraine lessons is about fighting in urban areas. That's correct. Well, actually, it's highly urbanized in Taiwan. So the case of Ukraine, especially, you know, the battle in the urban area, that's quite important for Taiwan to develop its uh, military strategy against China's attack. The exercises will also focus on testing Taiwan's ability to combat cognitive warfare. How exactly will they do that? We can see, you know, uh, the Ukraine side, they try to emphasize this is the war of justice. It is a just war. And on the other side, the Russia is kind of, you know, invasions. And we also can see that's also the war or the battle between democracy and uh, authoritarian uh, and the autocracies. So for Taiwan, does that mean that there will be this capability within the Taiwan military? Exactly. I think that's quite important for, you know, the defense sides to promote its commissions all over the world. And that will be kind of international propaganda to persuade the international society to accept our stance, to accept uh, our rights, to defend our homeland, to defend our autonomy. Thanks for watching Taiwan Plus News. I'm Betty Chen. For more stories from Taiwan and around the world, please download the Taiwan Plus app. Stay safe and see you next time. Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com.